Hello! お疲れ様です。和子です。今日は Affirmative Action でなんやねんについて話していきたいと思います。はあ、今日ちょっと緊張してるというか、まあ、なんか難しいトピックなんで、えー、っと、私も一緒にリサーチをしながら、えー、っと、分かったこととか、えー、と考えてることちょっと緩めに緩めにできんのかなこんなこともう分かんないですけどえっ、ー、とゆるゆると伝えていけたらいいなと思っています。So first of all, if you are not familiar with this word affirmative action, it is a set of policies or practices that encourages I guess like an organization, any sort of group to include more people who are、um, underrepresented historically. So that could be based on your race, that could be based on your skin of color, that could be based on your gender, sexual orientation. Affirmative action is a set of practice that tries to involve as many of those people as possible to, a organi- to an organization. And it's a very controversial and it's a very complex topic. And that's why I don't want to like, I don't want to make this episode as like a lecture, but wanted to make it like, oh, let's figure it out together. And then at the end, like maybe like I can share some of my thoughts.、Um, but just to make sure we're all, all on the same page, same page. Affirmative action, the definition is th- that. And it has a very interesting story or history, but I'll get on that later. But why this is becoming a hot topic recently is that in the United States, at least, affirmative action was ruled unconstitutional. Unconstitutional, do you know? It's the Kenpon, it's the Kenpon, it's the Kenpon. えー、とアファーマティブアクションっていう、えーとまあ、運動って言えばいいのかな,、まあ、なんかそれに沿った法律とかそれに沿った、えー、とポリシーなどはもう全部、えー、と許可されないっていうことになったんですね。で、まあ、今はその話題になってる、えー、とあの最高裁判であったケースがあるんですけどそれがえっ、ー、と厳密,厳密にっていうかそのケースの名前は Students for Fair Admissions So SFFA versus President and Fellows of Harvard College えっと SFFA っていうのは、まあ、ちょっと言いにくいんですけど SFFA SFFA 言えないまあいいや SFFA が、まあ、何をし,してる団体かっていうと、まあ、その名の通り、えっと、大学のアドミッションその入学審査の時にできるだけその学生が公平な、えー、とプロセスを経て入学するように、えーとまあ、呼びかけてるというか運動してる、まあ、グループなんですね。でそれ VS、えー、とハーバード大学でその、まあ、SFFA が訴訟を起こしてたんですけど、まあ、どういうの内容かっていうとそのハーバードは人種っていう項目が入学審査に入ってるとでそれはえっ、ー、とえっ、ー、とアメリカの憲法のこれ第14条でいいのかな 
14th Amendment に反してるって言ってんですね。その第14条っていうのは Equal Protection Clause って言って、まあ、basically like no one should be or the government should not treat any people differently based on their race or color. That's basically what it is. And so SFFA is claiming that the Harvard is violating that 14th Amendment. And it was ruled that it did actually violate the 14th Amendment. So that's. And this affirmative action has been. I think it's like a primary example of this, like the USA navigating through this, like such a complex and never ending racial, economical. Econ- Economical, like social, political issues all in together. Affirmative action is like such a culmination of that, like, like complex, dirty, like interesting story of the US. So, for that to be ruled unconstitutional is such a big thing. At least that's how I feel about it.、Um, and Since I was reading about how this case went, let me just spill you a tea on how the Harvard College actually dis- like decided what students can be in the school and who can be, who cannot be in the school. So, えっと、これからじゃあ、ハーバード大学はじゃあ実際どういう手順で、えっと、まあ、この、なんていうのえっと、合格の合格不合格を決めてたのかっていうのをえっとちょっと書いてあったんでそれ読んでいきたいと思います。So first of all, it says Harvard at Harvard each application for admission is initially screened by this person called first reader and、uh, they assign a numerical score. 採点ですね。numerical score in each six categories. So the first one is academic. えっとまあえっとまあそれはもうテストのスコアですね。簡単に。エクストラクリキュラー。エクストラクリキュラーっていうのは、まあなんか他に、えっ、ー、と、校外活動っていうのかな。まあボランティアやってますかとか、えっ、ー、と、趣味がどれだけ広がってますかとか、なんかいろんなその学校以外のことでどんなことをやってるかっていうのがエクストラクリキュラーっていうんですね。And athletic. 運動神経。This might be interesting for Japanese kids if you're listening to it and then if you're not too familiar with how the college admissions work. All the universities look at these like academic, not just academic, but extracurricular, so how much volunteering you do and etc. and then athletic and school support. School support is that like, 推薦状みたいな感じですかね。えっ、ー、と、まあ、なんか二三人、大学によるんですけど、二三人から、えっ、ー、と、まあ、高校の先生でもいいですけど、そのアドバイザーでもいいですけど、その大人から推薦状を書いてもらうっていうのが school support. And personal. Personal っていうのは多分その人格が、えっと、その生徒が書いた作文とかでどれだけ表されてるかどんなことが表されてるかっていうのが personal だと思うんですね。And lastly, overall. And this is important. For the overall category, a composite of the five other ratings, the first reader can and does consider the applicant's race. So, race, there's no like one single category for race, 
but then the race is included in this overall category. And after the first reader round, um, Harvard admissions subcommittees then review all applications from a particular geographic area. えっと、地域によって、まあ、そのアプリケーションプールを分けて、and these regional subcommittees make recommendations to the full admissions committee, and they take an applicant's race into an account. When the 40 member full admissions committee, 多分そのアドミッション系には、まあ、一番偉い40人のコミッティがあるんですけど、when those people begin its deliberations, it discusses the relative breakdown Of applicants by race. So they literally categorize us by race, and that's, that's how they choose us. So I am Japanese, or more importantly, I'm Asian. So being Japanese means that I'm under Asian category. So I'm being compared to. Mostly to the rest of the Asian students around me that are in maybe in the school district or in the same county, in the same state, I don't know. But I'm being compared by the guy or girl, whoever is under the same racial category.、Um, and so, like, I'm 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 like, この大学合否の大学入学合否のあのなんていうのベースになってるんだなここまでなんか大事なデータとは知らなかったですね私も。So that's what Harvard does apparently it's a shameless <laughs> metric that that they use race like to this extent.、Um, And let's see, let's see. So I'm reading through. And literally, the Harvard admissions admitted quote, race is a determinative tip for a significant percentage of all admitted African American and Hispanic applicants. これまあ悪いふうにというか、まあ、究極に言うと、そのアフリカン系のアメリカ人とヒスパニック系のアメリカ人の人がえー、と合格になる結構な、えー、と理由結構なっていうかまああの何、ー、て言うの結構なポイントがその彼らの人種なんだっていうことですよねそのアフリカ系だからとかヒスパニック系だから受かるっていうその人種がすごいこの人たちにとってはプラスになってるんですね。その人種だから受かってるっていうのが、まあその否定できないぐらい人種がすごく大事なあのファクターになってるんですね。これがいいか悪いか別として、えっ、ー、とこれはハーバードも認めてるらしいんですね。でそれ以外にもまああのハーバードだけ言うのもかわいそうなんで、他の大学もいろんなこういう訴訟あの経てるんですけどもう一つは UNC University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill えっ、ー、とノースカロライナにある大学も同じような訴訟がまあ、まあ、起こっててでまあハーバード大学と同じタイミングなのかなみたいな感じであるんですね and、um, 
I think University of California went through the same thing. So, 私は UC バークレー卒業なんですけど、その,その UC バークレー以外に、まあ、UCLA とか UC デイビスとかいろんな、えー、と UC の学校のグループを University of California ってグループでいいんですけど、その University of California against I actually forgot the actual name of the case, but、um, There was, a, there was a case,、um, Supreme Court case, where University of California was accused of, or at least like University of California Davis, the way the school admitted grad school students were actually unconstitutional because it was violating the same law.、Um, and so it's not just Harvard, it's not just like Oh, like the IV, like only the, the top of the top. No, it happens to a lot of majority of the school. I'm pretty convinced. So it's everywhere.、Um, and so this is basically the T of how. T of how the Harvard University admits or decide not to, decide not to admit a student. And it's、uh, like it makes me feel so frustrated for like the kids who made it to Harvard who happen to be African American. Because, like, what if this news spread out, or it is spread out, unfortunately, it is already across the country and maybe the world?、Um, like, How are they going to feel realizing or learning that, like, them being in this specific race is the majority of the reason why they got into school? Not because they are hard work or their academic skills, maybe potential. Like, like that feels so, like, that sucks. That feels so gross. And I feel for them because. I do have a friend who is an African American girl and who went to, also been, went to Berkeley with me. She was like, Yeah, when, you know, when I learned that I got into UC Berkeley and then my classmates learned about it, everyone said that, like, oh, you only got into Berkeley because of affirmative action. They disregarded all her hard work. I mean, honestly, like, I, don't, I don't know enough, like, what if. What exactly she did in high school to get into UC Berkeley. So I can't really say, like, conclude for sure. But then, like, I felt for her because, like, how sucky it would feel to be, like, over, completely overlooked your effort and, like, you know, blood, sweat, and tears and your family struggles and stuff like that. And then be told that, like, oh, no, you're actually not smart enough. You actually don't qualify for this. You just got in just because you got this, like, racial advantage. And it feels so weird, doesn't it? Because, like, minority means that historically dis- disadvantaged people, like, systemically. Those population is put into the pool so that they don't benefit from the system. And so now that they're given this opportunity to go to the same school that they dream, dreamed of, but then the 
all the people around them and saying like, oh, you don't deserve here. Like, that just like, ugh. Like, mm. yeah, so on a personal level, it's, uh, it, I guess it might be better that this style or this, uh, this state of affirmative action is ruled unconstitutional, but I know, um, that, you know, affirmative action doesn't mean that, like, oh, you got in just because of your race, like, I hear about these stories of people who got into Harvard or other like IV schools and you know they're all very much of this like okay I was born into this family where it was like historical disadvantage or maybe we're poor and um and then we don't have a father figure and whatnot so I want to get out of this cycle and see the world you know and then they try their best and they do very very well academically they're phys- um like um how do you call it like they do all these extracurricular athletically talented and then i hear the story of this like uh admission committee member from the school literally coming into that school and then having this like one-on-one interview with them like pick those like quote-unquote talented students out from this um potentially like uh not very resourced school district so they will come out to see whoever is putting blood sweat and tears in the place where resources are not always available um and so you know i feel like if that is the if that is the state of affirmative action then why you know why are we getting rid of it but at the same time like if harvard is admitting that like oh yeah like race is a really important part of our admission then i'm like what like it's it's redundant it's not redundant what is that word that i'm looking for like you're trying to do trying to achieve something but then it's very counterproductive um so that's that's one thing here um okay this i spent like 19 minutes almost on this one but anyways um and another enough of that like you know affirmative action case that I've been talking about with Harvard, um, I wanted to talk a a little bit more about history of of affirmative action and how, like, this affirmative action is very... Mind you, like, affirmative action is みたいな感じなんですよね。法律でも何でもなくて、えっと、ま、その because it's such a fluffy, you know, uh, word or fluffy like thing, 
I wanted to start um, or continue with the history of this affirmative action. Um, so today, today it feels like affirmative action equals quota. Quota っていうのは、えー、と例えばそのハーバードが、えー、と人種別にあの生徒を分けてでその後最終的に、えーとまあ、なんていうの合否を合否が全部出た後に結果的にじゃあアフリカ系アメリカ人が、えー、と去年とあんまり変わらないようにするとかあんまり減ってないようにするとかそういうのを去年とかその過去のデータと見比べるんですって。で、それがもともとその学生から人種のデータを、人種を、あの、個人の人種を聞く目的だったんです。だそうです。本当はわからんけど。その、何、入学、この人入ってください、この人落ちますっていうのを決めた時に、えっ、ー、と、前の年よりもあんまり変わらないようにするためにわざわざその人種、その学生たちの人種を、えっと、アプリケーション出すときに聞くんですね。And so that's quota.That's like, okay, we want to have like 5% this race, 20% this race, we want to keep it that way.That's quota.And affirmative action didn't really start with quota for a really long time.And、um, affirmative action is now, it's very prevalent in you know, like universities like Harvard. But it kind of started with more of a、um, workforce. So, the very first time that I think the affirmative action started is this policy or this law, I guess, called like 40 acres and mules. 40 acres and mules, do you know what? So, Nambok Senso got what the Tokini. えーとまあ、南北戦争が終わった時に奴隷制度があのなくなったんですね。で奴隷制度がなくなってその奴隷だった黒人の人たちが、えーとまあ、普通の他の人たちと同じ人権があの与えられたというのはいいんですけどそれでもそのハンデって言えばいいのかなハンデがものすごいありすぎるからだからそれを補うために40 acres and mules って言ってその解放された奴隷には40エーカーとあとロバえミュールってロバなのなんか全然関係ないとこでつまずいてるんですけど So ああ、oh、えー、っとねちょっとすいませんえー、とリサーチ中で。Yeah, so it is basically a. It is an order by the government after the Civil War to allot land to some freed families. Freed families というのは元奴隷だった。えー、と解放された奴隷の家族に。In plots of land no larger than 40 acres. 最大40エーカーの土地を与えたんですね。And then also,、um, the government also later ordered the army to lend mules for the agrarian reform effort. で、これはその、まあ
奴隷っていうとまあほとんどが黒人の人たちだったんでその人たち向けに40英価あげるっていうのはまあその本当に人種で分かれ人種でその対応があの like it's a oh my god I, I don't know how to speak in Japanese today too Um, they, they get a different treatment based on their race. So, this is probably the one of the first example of affirmative action. And so, that is in、uh, post Civil War. So, I am guessing it's like 1860. Okay, it's 1865. So, 1865And it.、Um, It goes through like many examples of like affirmative action, and then the next thing that came up was labor union. Union, っていうのは、まあ、その工場で働いてる人たちとか、まあ、その大きな企業で働いてる人たちが特にその政府に、まあ、簡単に言うと守られる制度というか、まあ、システムなんですけど、その人たち用に、えー、と解雇を簡単にされないようにとか。えー、とそういうふうにしてるのがユニオンなんですね。でその人たちっていうのは、えーとまあ、有色人種の人たちが多かったあ違うわ有色人種の人たちをどんどん増やしていこうっていう、えー、とオーダーがフィラデルフィア・オーダーっていうのがあの出たんですね。でこれはフィラデルフィア・オーダー。なんかもうちょっともうちょっとちゃんとプロット書いてやればよかった<笑>えーっとこれやなそう、うん1960違うわ1960年代でいいかなまあ1960年1990年1970年代にそのフィルデルフィアプランっていうのが出たんです。フィルデフィアオーダーっていうのが出たんですね。でそれは何ていうかな、どういうもんかっていうと、その、slowly increase the ratio of the workers in the minority population.It's not necessarily a quota that they need to hit, but the goal is to increase minority people.And so, なんかこれ、I probably didn't have, do a good job on covering the history of affirmative action and、um, bear with me on that because bear, like affirmative action is not something that I can just like cover entirely on this like 30 minute episode. But it's like, the, my point is that it's been here for a really long time, precisely since like post Civil War. And it's such a dilemma of the USA because I feel like some part of the government feels it's their responsibility to just like almost like make up for the inequality that is caused based on the race. And so that's why we keep coming up with this like,、uh, like policies that are, that are following this affirmative action, right? Like, for example, 40 acres and the mules. In the Philadelphia order that kind of encourages the、um, like underrepresented workers to increase in population over time. And like 
maybe some parts of it is just like justice but then maybe there's some 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 side effects that in return benefited the system to begin with i don't know that's a conspiracy theory at this point but my point is that affirmative action has been here for a long time in a very different shape and form and so again affirmative action was ruled unconstitutional this year but i don't think i don't think it's something that ends it's always gonna be still alive in a different shape that i'm pretty sure that's gonna be the case like we're just like just because this case happened doesn't mean that like harvard's gonna like okay we're not gonna ask for race anymore like that's impossible to not consider race because like depending on the name of the students or whatnot like you can tell what race there are to some extent right like it's almost like impossible to rule that out and that kind of is a another end of the spectrum where it also gets controversial because like if you completely disregard someone's race and ethnic background then you're color blinded you know some people say like oh yeah i got i don't see color i see people equally then that means you're disregarding the generational struggles or economical struggles, social struggle struggles that some people have experienced compared more compared to the other people. So like, like you know, like I, I am me because I'm Japanese and I have a very unique experience because I'm Japanese, right? And you have very unique experience. You are you because you are from Nigeria. You are you because you're from Hungary. Like, you are you because your mother is an Irish descent, but then your father is a Brazilian. Like, you cannot disregard that. So, it's, you know, as much as I don't really like affirmative action, it's sort of irresponsible for me to, like, like, or me and you probably to like demonize affirmative action per se so it's not black or white at all that's my one of my conclusions i guess but this leads to a two of the dilemmas that i think we we as in the united states have um one is equity versus equality エクイティっていうのはあ、これまた調べとけばよかった。すいません。エクイティっていうのは日本語でない意味。え、抗議エクイティって言って皆さん伝わりますかで、今聞いても全然答えあの<笑> 全然わかんないんですけど。あ、公平と平等って言えばいいのかな。そういうこと？うん？Okay, I give up on this like translating to English or Japanese. えっと、まあわかりやすく、わかりやすいかわかんないんですけど。
、えっと、分かりやすく言うと、The difference between equality and equity. Let's just, let's just say that there's a fence in front of you, and behind the fence, there are three kinds of people. The left one is the tallest, so that person can easily see what's beyond the fence. You know, maybe there's like a baseball game happening out there, but then that person has no difficult time being able to watch the game because they're tall. And the second one is short. So they need maybe like a stair, like a stool to step on, so then their head is higher than the fence so they can watch the baseball. Okay, so they need a stool. What about. The last person. The last person is in the wheelchair. So the normal stool doesn't work. Maybe they might need someone to literally, like, physically lift them up. Maybe that might be the help that they need in order to watch the baseball game. And giving resources and help based on their needs and the level of needs. So, for example, like, oh, do you need, um, This tall of a stool because you're that much shorter, but then you don't need that tall of a stool because you're a little bit taller than the person next to them. But then, if you're in a wheelchair, the stool doesn't work, so let me give you this resource. Like, at the end of the day, giving different levels and different extensions and kinds of resources so that at the end of the day, They all can see the baseball game and their heads are on the same level over the fence. That's equity. And equality, on the other hand, is giving everyone the same thing. So let's just say that, like, I give a、um, one meter, one meter, about three feet tall stool to everyone. Okay? The tallest guy. Okay, a tallest person, sure, like I'll take it, right? Like I can already see over the fence, but it doesn't hurt. So they take the stool, and again, no problem seeing over the fence. The person in the middle, just right height, because the three feet stool, three foot stool is just what they need to look over the fence. But what about the people in the wheelchair? That doesn't help them. They can't stand out. They, they can't stand up. Like, they can't, like, three foot stool, three feet stool doesn't do anything for them. But regardless of that outcome, giving them the same treatment is equality. Giving them the same thing is equality. It's not equity. And I'm talking about this because I think this. Constitution or the US, whatever you call it, we have this dilemma because we, on the document, like at least a kempo dewa, equality no koto wa kaiteru kedo, equity no koto wa, muzukashisugete kakenai in desu ne. So that's why, like, affirmative action was called, it was unconstitutional because it violates the equality aspect of the kempo. Like a, the constitution, right? Like it literally says that,、um, what was the clause again? The 14th Amendment, equal protection clause of the 14th Amendment. It talks about equality, not equity.
So I think affirmative action was in part a like a like a failed try to make things with more equity because let's say that like according to data i don't know i don't have anything to back up really but let's just say that like historically and then statistically people of color tend to have like less resources to go to universities even though they're equally academically qualified as the rest of rest of the people then giving that like spots dedicated to those people might be one way to make up with the equity and that's affirmative action or that's one of the goals or that was like the original goal of the affirmative action so we learned not sure if that's like a really the true case anymore because of this supreme court cases and harvard making decisions solely on the race at sometimes um but yeah so i think this is the dilemma of like equality versus equity the government or at least the document the constitution is not caught up with what cl- clarification we need and that is equity equality it's easy to measure but then equity like measuring how much of a disadvantage a person has is so difficult to measure it's almost it's very much impossible i feel like and so how are you supposed to make this perfect system where everyone feels like they had their share of opportunity to succeed in a way without feeling that like they lost a spot because of this random person who happened to be in this racial background like yeah so i think this is the two parts like two words that i really want as many of us as possible to be able to distinguish equality e- equity versus equality and we're we're aiming for equity but then equity is just so hard like there's no end there's absolutely no end to it and that leads to the second dilemma which is dilemma of data i'd say um so you know some people might say like after hearing about this affirmative action like supreme court cases like some people might just say like okay let's just like stop stop collecting racial data what about that and i don't think that's really a solution or at least like a silver bullet like silver bullet do you know it though it just like one thing that solves them all that's not it like not collecting data i don't think that's i don't think that's something that we can move back to um and it's a dilemma i say because because we know how many percent is this racial um background how many percent is what how many percent is asian whatever because we are aware of that there's quota because we're aware of that um there's like a there's like a bias anchor bias and saying like oh well since like last year had like only last year had like let's say like 10 percent african-americans admitted we can't 
bring that down to like 2%. It's too drastic of a change. Even though they actually make a decision or the admission based on like how actually qualified they are. You know, and so it's such a dilemma because data does help in pinpointing what our problem is, but also like data stir us into this like weird direction where sometimes like depending on how you use it, you don't we don't even know what's the goal anymore. Um so I think that's a dilemma, another dilemma of the US a right now. I don't know why I said you would say that way. なんでこんな風に言ったんかわからないんですけど。まあ、難しいですよね。And I think for last note that I just remember um affirm oh, so lastly my thought on this thought on the affirmative action being unconstitutional. That ruling I actually agree with. Like affirmative action clearly violates the federal law, so I believe that's true. But should we just give up on building equity and into college admission? Oh no, never give up on that. But then is affirmative action, is that practice actually unconstitutional? Is that violating the law? Sure, yeah. Like on paper, yeah. So I don't disagree with the ruling at all. I actually very much supportive. Um Well yeah, like I, I stand by it. I support it. And I think the ruling was very I I I align with it. I agree with it. But that doesn't mean that different shape of affirmative action should just go away no does that mean that we should give up on equity and just like straight up like be colorblinded absolutely not should we just like oh like stop collecting data on students and like probably not maybe maybe i don't know about it enough to come to a conclusion and that's my thought on the affirmative action. Another thought is on the Harvard College like way of it's not okay, I take that back. It's not just Harvard. It's just like the entirety of the education institution. その人種を聞かれる時って、ま、大まかにえっと、黒人、ヒスパニック系、えっと、高級人、アジア系っていうんですね。And the interesting thing or very unfortunate thing is that there's no way to distinguish South Asian versus East Asian. And if you're Asian, especially, we are very much aware that those two groups are can be or can be very different. And those two groups can have a very different experience in the States. And so to have this like very vague way to categorize race is like what the heck um and again like like i said in the last episode um shameless plug to my last episode of um i say that like 
categorizing people of like based on like oh asian are you are you white are you black that's such an american or europe centric way to look at people and i don't like that at all and even more unfortunate thing is that when you take a college entry exam let's say like sat or act その、まあ、センター試験みたいなもんなんですけどセンター試験を取るときにも、まあ、人種聞かれるんですね and when you take that test there's no category for middle eastern people and i remember if i'm remembering correctly Middle Easterns are under white population. And I remember my friends being furious about it because white is nowhere near their way of identifying themselves. They have such a strong identity as a Middle Eastern. And so for them to be like, oh, yeah, you're under the Caucasian category, Caucasian categories, right? Like that's so belittling. Like that's so demeaning. That's so. Disrespectful in a way to them, and so the way that like school or the test, <coughs> like college board, um, the way these like groups organize people just sucks, straight up sucks. And not that, not that I i have a solution to it, it's just like I'm just complaining that it sucks, and and um. Yeah, I hope this leads to a, you know, like us going to a better direction. I, I kind of believe so.、Um, but here's to a big change. I think this Supreme Court case、um, that's ruling affirmative action, like officially unconstitutional, is such a big change.、Um, It is a very controversial topic. I have so many g r o u p of people with different kinds of opinions that I didn't really share about for my brain's sake. <laughs> But、um, I hope I did a, at least a mediocre to an okay job of like describing to you what affirmative action is and then how impactful, how. Rooted it is to this freaking country, and a little bit of my thoughts on what I think about or what、um, affirmative action shows us about our society.、Um, and めっちゃ真面目になったんですけど、まあもともとトピックが真面目だったからいいか。なんですけど、えっ、ー、とまあ今日は。もう45分以上話したのでこのぐらいにしようかなと思います。えー、っと過去最大まあ過去最,最長ではないか結構長いエピソードになってしまって、えー、っとこんなに自分の意見みたいなこと,、えー、っとしっかり話すのことは,はな,なんか喋れなくなってる。My brain is Just out already. This is the sign that I need to end an episode. But, 最後に日本語で頑張ろう。こんなに自分の意見を結構強く言ったのは初めてぐらいじゃないかな。結構その政治とかそういう難しいトピックであんまりあのはっきりとした意見をあの言うことをちょっと避けてきた部分もあったんですけど、えっと、今回は少し
その部分を足してみました。でも、still I'm like it's the point of this episode is that 英語になっちゃったけど、the point of this episode is that there's no way we can conclude whether that's good or bad. You know, affirmative action has been with us for centuries. That we can't just say, like, oh, like this is the end of the world, or like, oh, like this is great. Like, no. This is just like the milestones. It's a bigger milestone, s I can say that, but it's one of the milestones, and many, many milestones of what is called the mess in this place. And again, I wanted to shed light on it a little bit because I wanted to talk about how. How vague a lot of things are, how fluffy a lot of things are, how, how difficult to make decisions when it comes to things like these.、Um, and so, hopefully, I did that a little bit.、Um, and if you are, were not aware of affirmative action before, now you know a little better. Thank you for spending time with me the last 49 minutes. <laughs> Might be a long one, but maybe you enjoyed it, maybe not. I don't know. But if you did, please leave me a five star review on either Spotify, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I truly, truly appreciate it. Every time I see the,、um, the stars or the rating numbers like growing like tiny bit, like little by little, it makes my day. And I truly appreciate it.、Um, and so I hope you see, huh? I hope I see you in the next episode. It's about time that I go to bed. So I'll see you later. Bye bye.